Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 306 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we conclude our study today of October 26th to November the 1st. We are finally in November today uh, and we're covering Mormon chapters 1 to 6. Oh would that I could persuade all to repent. We're looking in the section that uh, is covered in Mormon chapter 6, mainly through 16 to 22, but we'll cover a little bit more as well, uh, titled Jesus Christ Stands with Open Arms to Receive Me. So it is here that we see the, not the climax of the Book of Mormon, that was when the Saviour appeared to the Nephites, but rather the um, the opposite of the climax, really, the, um, the the depths, or the basically the bit where uh, the Nephites are destroyed. And uh, this has obviously been something that Mormon has seen coming for a while, but I'm sure it didn't make it any more easy for him to see. In verse 6 of Mormon chapter 6, it says, And it came to pass that when he had, we had gathered all our people in one land, one to the land of Cumorah, I, Mormon, began to be old, and knowing it to be the last struggle of my people, and having been commanded of the Lord that I should not suffer the records which had been handed down by our fathers, which were sacred to fall into the hands of the Lamanites, therefore I made this record out of the plates of Nephi, and hid up in the hill Cumorah all the records which have been entrusted to me by the hand of the Lord, save it were these few plates which I give, gave unto my son Moroni. Now, two things to point out here. Firstly, that the there are records um, somewhere um, where there is a where the, where they are deposited, which is basically all the records of the Nephites. This is this abridgment which we're reading right now is given to his son Moroni to take with him. Um, so it's exciting to think about all the records that are somewhere, and there has been some comments and some um, some hearsay, let's say, about how the Prophet Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery saw this repository, it's called. Uh, this is just hearsay, though. There is no documented um, record of this. Um, but again, it, is, it just points out to us that there is an exciting prospect of further records to come in, in later days um, to teach and testify of Jesus Christ. I do want to speak briefly on Cumorah. Uh, I'm not going to um, fully go into it, but um, there is a no-why from Book of Mormon Central, 489, where is the location of the hill Cumorah? There's obviously been some um, disagreements and debate about this over the century and a half or so, um, more than a century and a half since the Book of Mormon has been translated, uh, and it was made aware that the record was translated from a record from a hill. Now, Firstly, um, there is the argument that the Hill Cumorah, where Joseph Smith found the record of the Book of Mormon, isn't the same Hill Cumorah that is being spoken of here. That is um, suggested and discussed by a number of people, um, that perhaps there are two locations called Cumorah. And in fact, the place where the Prophet Joseph Smith found the plates wasn't called Cumorah by him by the Prophet himself. Originally, it was called by at Cumorah by, I believe it was w, William W. Phelps, or perhaps um, Oliver Cowdery in 1835. Um, it was first mentioned as being called Cumorah um, in 1842 by, by the prophet himself. So it is suggested that maybe the hill that the Book of Mormon was found wasn't called Cumorah originally in the first place. It was just renamed that by, um, by the prophet uh, because of the popularity that it gathered by the early saints being to, to call that hill where the plates have been received the hill Cumorah. Um So there's two possible lines of thought on that. That I mean, I think it was pretty clear that the hill where the Prophet Joseph Smith got 
the um, the gold plates from isn't the same hill uh, which has been spoken of here where the Nephites met their destruction. There would be clear evidences of um, hundreds of thousands of deaths in a place like that, uh, and yet there isn't. And also, the fact is, is that I don't, I'm not sure why the prophet Moroni would go back to the hill where the other records have been hidden to then hide those plates as well. It actually wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, so I think it's suggested that uh, these two places that we call the Hill Cumorah today and the place that was called the Hill Cumorah where the Nephites and Lamanites staged their last battle are probably different places. But again, these kind of things aren't, you know, to secure and test and, and confirm our faith. They are just important details which we can look into and discuss and, and uh, decide uh, later on. But um, I thought it was interesting to consider that. Similarly, uh, it was also interesting to to um, consider the comments uh, in verse fourteen uh, about the ten the many ten thousands that fell. Um, in another no why number two hundred thirty one, how could so many people have died at the Battle of Cumorah? Uh, Book of Mormon Central have researched and outlined some suggestions as to how so many people could have died at this battle. Number one is that Mormon may have exaggerated this. And this wouldn't be the first time in ancient records, uh, certain in ancient, any ancient records, um, that exaggerations have been made in number just to get across the, an idea of the scale of the destruction. In the Old Testament, it said 600,000 Israelite males were said to have left Egypt in Exodus 12, 37. But if you consider that, that's likely, that if it was just men that were 600,000, it's possible there would have been about 2.5 million Israelites leaving Egypt. And considering at that time there was only 2.8 million in the entirety of Egypt, it probably is exaggerated there. So the same may be said for Mormon. Uh, a, thousand, a thousand may not actually mean a thousand. It may just be, it may be a literal number, but it could also refer to a squad. Um, like, you know, it could have just been a, a thousand would have been a, a group within the, the military. Um it may have been actually that it was indeed that large. Um, it it does suggest that the popular the population of pre-Columbian America. It says is it does seem much larger than many people originally originally assumed, and so therefore the two hundred thirty thousand casualties may well have been a an accurate estimation. Or in fact, they suggest it may have included women and children as well, for we know that women and children fought in this battle. And so it may not have just been the men that were killed of 230,000, but in fact, it was the entire nation, which is, I think, what what is suggested by some comments in the text. So, yeah, there's a number of things there. And again, I'm not going to go into full detail. I think I'll post this onto the Facebook group if you want to read that further. But it was an interesting insight into something which I hadn't thought about before. Uh, but what I want to focus more on towards the end of this uh, episode now uh, is the the idea of the Saviour standing with open arms. We read in verse 17 in Mormon 6, O ye fair ones, how could ye have departed from the ways of the Lord? O ye fair ones, how could ye have rejected that Jesus who stood with open arms to receive you? The Saviour is standing there with open arms. He is ready to receive us if we'll just repent, if we'll just turn back to him and make changes in our lives to try and come more in line with him and invite him and his atonement into our lives. Um, Mormon in verse 20 says, Behold, ye are gone, and my sorrows cannot bring your return. Um, 
again, you can just sense the the sorrow that he has, the the the, the wish that he has that he could change this, but he knows that he simply can't. Um, it's it's too late. Um, Jeffrey R. Elder, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this quote: "In a soliloquy of death, Mormon reached across time and space to all, especially to that remnant of the House of Israel who would one day read his majestic record. Those of another time and place must learn what those lying before him had forgotten: that all must believe in Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God, that following His crucifixion in Jerusalem, He had." by the power of the Father, risen again, whereby he hath gained the victory over the grave, and also in him is the sting of death swallowed up. Close quote. Is an end to, a, a, well, obviously, obviously this isn't the end of the story, but or, or the record, but it is the end of the people which it focused on. Uh, there are now 24 people left, including Mormon and Moroni, and it is an end of a great nation which, Let's not forget, a hundred years previously or so, had been living in a state of complete peace in a Zion-like society. And we see how quickly that, that downfall can take place uh, and how hard that downfall can, can be. Uh, and so I think one thing we do learn from this is, is the danger of having such spir spiritual experiences in our lives. We still need to sustain the, the work that happened before that, that spiritual experience, because if we don't, we can fall just as quickly and just as hard as, as the people of Nephi did. But one great message we can take from this is that Jesus Christ stands there with open arms for us. He is there. He is always there for us, no matter how far gone we are. We look at this state of the Nephi nation that they were in, and they were still given chance after chance after chance. And so how much more with us will our Saviour stick with and be patient with us? That's a great message of hope that we can get from this. Thank you very much uh, for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study session. Please join us tomorrow as we discuss some listener comments. Um, and it'd be great to get some comments from, from individuals on the Facebook group, some more, and, I, and either on the Facebook group or through email. Uh, you can join on Facebook, as I just mentioned, or you can email session at gmail.com if you have any comments, any feedback, or if you want to join in a future podcast episode yourself. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again.